Welcome. It is Kathleen Beveridge here for this Insecure Life. I have moved my recording to my bedroom because I think the humming wasn't my computer fan, but my refrigerator. Oh, the joys of apartment living. Um, I'm probably just going to talk at you for a while because... I have a lot to say, <laughs> um, and I kind of put off recording this this second episode, even though multiple times I sat down to do it, I just couldn't. Um, releasing one felt like a really big deal, and for me it was, and I celebrated that. Um, so last Friday... I opened a bottle of sparkling BC wine um, from an old client that I used to work with, Blue Grouse Estate Winery uh, on the island, and celebrated um, because it was a big thing for me to do. (laughs) That being said, it's nerve-wracking to continue more so than starting which I kind of covered last week I'm okay with starting I go for a while but it's always that like end the finish that end point um, that seems kind of elusive and releasing the podcast and starting out somewhere Uh, was a lot and really scary. Um, I want to say that if you sent me a message, the likelihood is I cried. Um, I should work on that um thing, right? These small connections that we have with each other just means so much and it was it was less about you listening to something I did and more about us being able to have those conversations I definitely cried a lot as some really close friends reached out that I've known for a very long time and some new friends reached out and if you didn't that's cool too Um, I am always around (laughs) in some way or another Um, if I need to take breaks I'm pretty good at letting people know or at least I'm getting better so Uh, This week's topic (laughs) came to me while I was swimming lengths. Uh, I started swimming again two and a half months ago, three months ago, I guess, after taking a couple years off because of the weight gain that I mentioned last week, and I just didn't feel comfortable at a pool in my body, so I didn't do it. I love the water. I love all types of water, ocean, lake, pool, you name it. It just feels good to be in. 
I'm a huge proponent of dancing in the rain, which is how I get through, I think, the Vancouver winters. Yeah, it sucks. And I really dislike wet socks. But put on a good pair of wellies. (laughs) Don't even put on a hat. Don't take an umbrella. Just go out. Get really fucking wet. And dance your heart out. And it's such a beautiful feeling and miraculous and one of the things I miss most about Ontario um the east coast I guess in general those like thunderstorms that just roll in on hot summer nights or hot summer days pound down for 30 minutes and you can just go and dance and cool yourself and cleanse and ground and it's just this remarkable experience so as I was swimming and trying to figure out what the hell to talk about and how to make this move forward in a logical progression which it inevitably won't um it was a toss-up between boundaries which we'll talk about and how insecurities affect those and how being insecure can be seen as a really unattractive quality. Um, Just from a conversation I was having with someone in my life, and it got me really, really upset Uh, and angry. And I haven't, I'm not very good at anger. I'm really good at sadness. I'm pretty good at happiness. I'm not very good at anger. And yeah, and so I was swimming this out and going over the conversation in my head and just trying to figure out how how to pull it all together. So comparison is the root of all evil. I mean, it's not. Um, but I think I've had like five people... Uh, say to me in the last three months that comparison is the thief of joy Um, and Teddy Roosevelt said this and I just and I'm wrong if I'm wrong about that like feel free to let me know but I'm pretty sure that that's who it was and I get it and it is and I'm really bad at not comparing And this is where a whole lot of unlearning comes in because essentially once you are a little human, once you are walking and aware of what's going on and really engaging with the world around you, you're, you're comparing. There's those comparisons happening, um, even as babies, you're being compared, right? There's an average height and weight. There is, you know, growth charts. And you go into the doctor and they weigh you and measure you. And, oh, you're under a certain weight. So you got to, like, adjust what you're feeding the baby. And other parents go, well, my kid got teeth at six months. How come yours doesn't have teeth yet? Or... Stuff like that where it's just like this constant competition right from conception. 
And quite frankly, fuck that. I'm not good at it. Uh, The conversation I had that got me really riled up was because I was comparing myself to someone else and it was making me so insecure and it still makes me insecure. I think there's always going to be people that hit some of the hot buttons um, in our lives and for whatever reason this person does it for me and it's irrational because they're wonderful and I'm wonderful and we each are great as individuals but it's just really hard to internalize that and be okay with that and not compare with every step of the way uh (laughs) I constantly have conversations with friends about this stage of life we're in where everyone is getting married or has been married for a couple years and now they're on to that baby stage um a lot of my friends and I are still like figuring it out where do we want to move next what do we want to do next what does our life look like and is that marriage and settling down and children thing a priority and like oh man I'm bummed about it but also is that the life I want? Do I want to be buying a house right now? I don't know if I even want to buy a house ever. So finding those places to nitpick and compare just essentially makes things worse. Um, I don't have any tangible solutions for how to stop this. (laughs) It is just part of that changing your thought process, I think what I want to say I've been trying to do is just become more aware of when I'm doing it and then when I can be aware of why I'm doing it pinning down those things that I can actively do to get to where I want to be so if it comes down to that person is living the life that I want. You know, they're traveling for their work. They are active, happy individuals. They look a certain way. I mean, there's some things you can't change. And there's an acceptance of that. But there are some things you can change. And... A lot of our insecurities just come from, at least for me, I'm not going to say what, whether they come from for you. I mean, we talked a little bit about those three indicators last week, but a lot of the times for me, it's that I see people doing things that I want to be doing and I'm not. And then I get angry at myself or upset with myself when the truth is most things in life we can do um let me stop here and say that I obviously speak from my experience and a place of privilege so if that doesn't apply to you because there is some barrier whatever it is 
um, in the system. You know, it fucking sucks. And I am doing my best to find those ways that I can help overcome those barriers for other people because I truly, truly think that while the world isn't fair, there are things in the world that are just absolutely asinine and not okay. Um, status quo needs to come down. Patriarchy needs to fuck right off. Um, and fuck white privilege. I am part of that. And I just want to be more aware that maybe I'll say something here that doesn't resonate with someone who listens because it doesn't. Because it doesn't fit in what your life experience has been. And so that's that's not okay. Um, it might be true, but it's not an okay thing and I am hopeful that the world will change and things will be toppled and people will go away that shouldn't be around um, maintaining these areas that keep brilliant people and amazing people um either down and out or just working to the point where it's not an enjoyable life because everyone deserves the life they want. And I want to be able to say that, you know, with hard work and dedication and changing your actions, you can get there. Um, and you can. It's just, I think the playing field should be even. Uh, I'll get off that soapbox, especially because it's not my expertise and there are way better people and different podcasts, I'm sure, that address that in a more eloquent manner with way better resources than just me talking at you. But that being said, if I'm really insecure about some other person because they're living a life I want I do try to more so than ever I I'm sometimes I just you know you feed into those loops of self-doubt and self-deprecation and it's hard to pull out of them so that awareness is hard to come by it's not there but when I can uh, I try and figure out why, why that one thing is making me insecure. And if it's something that is truly important to me, I love to travel and money is obviously an issue. Um, depending on where you want to go, there's other barriers, visas and fun things like that. But 
ultimately it's not an inaccessible thing for me if I want to really put my mind to it and save some money or change my life so that I can work and travel um and some of it is like well why don't you just drive across Canada I got really upset a couple months ago I had no idea why and it just came down to me being really jealous and then being insecure um because someone I know was doing a trip across Canada and I was like fuck that is just something I've wanted to do for a long time by myself a little bit of soul searching figuring things out and exploring the country I grew up in for the most part I did a lot of growing up in the UK and that year I was away but that's where it was and it was triggered by this thought of in the back of my mind well I can't do that I can't do that I don't have a car and I am female and I've never driven that much on my own and it's a lot of planning and it's a lot of this and there were just these constant excuses and reasons and I'm not saying I'm going on a trip (laughs) but it helped to really break down what was going on in those sort of knee-jerk reactions So (laughs) at some point I will do it and it will be a little bit scary because of all that stuff, because for some reason I have in my head that I can't, that I, I can't do this. And there is power in language that I'm aware of. I talked about it last week. I love language. I love words. I think communication and communications are brilliant and powerful and so important. But it's kind of like when you have your best friend around all the time and you take them for granted. You know, they're just always going to be there. Or your favorite shirt and then somehow you go on a trip and you forget to pack it and it's lost forever. These things that we take for granted can just slip through the cracks if we don't take time to be aware of them, if we don't take time to appreciate them. And it sounds so silly, but thank them. And our words and what we say to ourselves really matter. It really matters when I say I can't. When I say I can't to myself, I'm, I'm putting myself in a box and I'm limiting myself. And if you say you can't, you're doing the same. And again, maybe there are situations where you actually can't and then say it and that's okay. But don't give power away to things that you can do if you really want to do them. Maybe it's now is not the right time but I will do it by X date. Or maybe it's, I can't hang out with you because I already have plans to hang out with this person or stay home and have a cup of tea and watch the same movie for the hundredth time. Those are completely valid reasons. 
but I was finding myself saying I can't to a lot of things. You know? Yeah, I gained weight, but it doesn't mean I can't swim. I can swim. And I still am very good at swimming. And it brings me joy. So why why say I can't to those things that do work? Um, yeah, I just... Comparison sucks. And we shouldn't... We shouldn't be doing it, but we do it. And this is where that unlearning and deprogramming comes in. Because we are raised from the get-go to compare ourselves. Hell, I've seen my nephews, who are twins, compare themselves to each other. How fucking heartbreaking. Like, it makes me want to cry. Um, that babies compare themselves to each other and use the language we use to limit themselves there are limits to humanity and i'm highly aware of that the likelihood is i'm not going to be able to will into existence or do anything to actually get wings on my back to fly or i won't be able to grow a mermaid fin and go swimming but there are ways to get up in the air if you want to have that flying sensation whether it's in a plane or if you are an adrenaline junkie um just want to face your fears i don't know i would probably die of a heart attack if i tried to skydive but never say never. Um, fun fact, five years ago, I guess, I did the CN Tower edge walk and I was so pumped and we like bought the video and I was going out and I was the most excited I had been in a while. And as soon as I got out there, I almost threw up. Um, so you're welcome, Toronto. I didn't throw up on you, um, but it took a lot of yoga breathing. <laughs> to get me through and it was terrifying I think I just put my toe over the edge and by the end of it I did a yoga pose for my photo like not on the edge like pretty close in uh so skydiving may just not work for me (laughs) but there are ways that human beings can get those sensations of flying and they have um I don't know what they're called but you can actually buy mermaid fins now. And there's like mermaid classes that you can do. So we're not limited by a lot of things, but our language and our thoughts can 100% limit us. And that's, that's what happens with comparison because you are putting yourself up against another human who has had vastly different experiences than you or maybe similar experiences than you but in different environments or at different times in their lives and you know we're all put together a little bit differently so that changes that changes how they're able to interact with people it changes how they're able to adapt in their skills but 
it doesn't mean that their life is any better than yours or that they're any better than yours. Does that even make sense? They're any better than yours. God, lately I've been saying things that just make absolutely no sense. And it's just, I'm talking too fast and getting excited. It's going to happen. I apologize now. If something doesn't make sense in your brain, it's likely because it didn't make sense coming out of my mouth. (laughs) So if you find yourself doing these comparisons, do a check-in. That's just the first step. Start to come become aware of it. See where that leads you. Um, a couple months ago now, I I don't oh I didn't deactivate Facebook and I didn't leave it, but I turned one of the groups I'm in um, off for notifications because I was just feeling so insecure in it. I have met some beautiful people, and I mean completely beautiful, inside and out, and it just was constant bombardment at a period in my life that I didn't need um, to be seeing it all the time. And it was a lesson I needed to learn because now I really, really cater when I choose to go into specific groups on Facebook or when I choose to use Instagram because highlight reels, that's what people are doing. Very few people. Influencers are getting so much better at this, um, but people don't post their really terrible photos online, you know? Um, I don't for the most part. If I do, it's in something that's going to disappear. It's not in an Instagram feed. It's, you know, in Snapchat when I'm sweaty and gross or um, Insta stories or something that is not a forever thing because for whatever reason, I don't want people to see me like that. And I know what the reason is. I know what the expectation of beauty is and attraction. And that, I think, is what really upset me and why I almost (laughs) talked about that is the full topic and maybe we will at some point (sighs) you were not put on this earth from whatever scenario you believe in if you believe in a higher god great if you just believe in science and chance and coincidence and life happening cool you're here and that matters and especially anyone who feels like they have to be attractive all the time. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that so hard. And you, if you want to, and it feels good, great. Do it for you, but don't do it because society is telling us that there's worth and being attractive and I mean attractive in obviously the standard beauty aspect of it um, which also comes with a whole bunch of 
bullshit stereotypes and expectations that <laughs> even those in the beauty industry don't live up to thanks to Photoshop. But I mean, you don't have to be on and perfect and attractive in your personality. You don't need to be funny all the time. You don't need to be engaging all the time. You don't need to speak eloquently all the time. I just fumbled through almost 30 minutes of a random ramble. (laughs) Ridiculous. To have value and have worth you can break down into tears where you need to do it. You don't need to stay bottled up inside with any of your feelings. Feel them. I clearly need to learn how to feel anger in a healthy way because I don't. I don't know how to do it. I, (laughs) in the same way I have walked barefoot in every city I've ever been in because I really adore heels, (laughs) but by the end of the night, my feet hurt, and I've usually had a couple drinks, and so the shoes come off. I have also cried on public transit in every city I've ever been in because I don't care. (laughs) There are a few things that I can say I don't care about, but I don't don't care if someone sees me cry on a bus or on a plane or on the underground or on a streetcar, whatever transit it is that is public. I don't give a fuck. And I think that can sometimes make people really uncomfortable. But also... That isn't a discomfort that I need to worry about. It's like, it's going to make someone uncomfortable being near me or sitting beside me um, on an airplane or a bus because I'm fat and they just feel uncomfortable and don't want to do it. And there's, there's feeling uncomfortable for valid reasons. And I'm not saying that when you feel uncomfortable and it's for these ingrained social norms that we have in us, that it's not valid. But in the same way that we can get irrationally angry or sad about certain things, and those feelings are valid, it's okay to examine why you feel uncomfortable. So why does it make you uncomfortable if you see someone crying? What does that bring up in you? What is your experience? Why do you feel comfortable if there's someone who's overweight or fat or not the ideal around you? Why does it make you feel uncomfortable if someone isn't being attractive? Whether that's in their looks or in how they're acting. And yeah, there are some things that are just probably not appropriate to do. But also, I don't know what is appropriate and where does the line get drawn i i'm still figuring those things out for me and that's where it comes down to what does it 
What does it do for you and where does it fall? And are you willing to let the line move as you grow and as you change as you experience life? So my point was, I have no idea, but we're going to drive back to those comparison points where it's like, what about these situations makes you feel not okay makes you feel small or unworthy and do you feel like you need to be always on and always attractive because I'm sitting here and I'm telling you you don't whatever weight that holds You don't have to be attractive all the time and you don't have to be perfect all the time and your life does not have to look like your neighbor's life. There is no keeping up with the Joneses. It is complete scam. Grass is always greener. Throw in some more cliches. Stop letting what other people have and what you perceive them as having whether that's physical or tangible, materialistic things or their personality. Stop letting that hold you back from truly shining. Because I have never seen someone really excel and grow by laying on their couch or in their bed or middle of a park with their cell phone, scrolling through these feeds, comparing themselves to someone else. I've never seen those people rise up and grow and build and raise their vibration and create the life they want. It's only when they've been able to start being aware of the processing. And this goes for me. Um, And I'm not saying my vibration is like, woo, high. I think I had a really low vibration for a very long time. And if that's where it is and that's where I'm at, but I feel better about my life and who I am, then hell yeah, that's cool. You're not going to jive and vibe with everyone. But if I'm getting stuck in these areas, it just, it's not worth it. It is, it's not, it's not worth it. Um, I'm going to maybe see if I can't link a video that my friend sent me. It's an Instagram video this week of just saying like, you got to fucking do you. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. And it's funny how those things happen. It's just, everyone is going to have an opinion about everything. But why 
do you need to make it worse for yourself? Or why do I need to make it worse for myself? By putting other people on pedestals. Um, <clears throat> I got my first tattoo. And who knows if I'll get any more. <laughs> in January. Um, actually a week before I turned 30. And I did an astrological um, tattoo session. Um, I'll try and link to those people as well. They are amazing. Uh, they're Vancouver based, but I do tours up and down the West Coast, and they were just actually in the Midwest in the U.S. So fucking amazing. Um, you can get your natal chart done and insight into where you are in your life. And then the artist makes you a custom tattoo based on your reading. Uh, I'll post a photo of my tattoo to uh, Instagram this week or, yeah, I guess this week. <laughs> so if you want to take a look, you can. And I'm not going to go through the whole meaning, but one of them was that there's a diamond and essentially she was like you need to put yourself on a pedestal so stop putting other people on pedestals one because all your faves are problematic i am problematic you are problematic as humans we are inherently flawed it is in those flaws though that there can be some beauty not all flaws are beautiful <laughs> but put your damn self on a pedestal because fuck that you own it. You deserve it. Get up there. And if someone rises to meet you, then let them stay. But otherwise, you know your worth and you know that you'd belong there. And I'm not good at this. And part of me resists it because I really just want to be able to be me and not have to put on face but there is truth in fake it to make it. And I say that, and I can say that and own it and be okay with it in a lot of ways because of teaching yoga and the process it took to find that voice. And I think I'm in a stage of evolving in how I teach right now too, which is fun and enjoyable and God, it just feels really good to walk into the space and be with people being and breathing right now. And there were times it didn't. And there were times it was really hard. But uh, for whatever reason, I was still able to go right now you are this yoga teacher and you can do this and this this is a me thing and it might be different for you whoever you listening is and it's very deep a part of me but I always seem to do better and feel better and enjoy things more when I am giving in some way. 
And that's been my challenge to myself is finding that balance of give and take. And I think, I think for me, it's always going to be a little bit more give. You know, when those skills even out in relationships or in life, I'm probably always going to have given just a little bit more. Maybe not. (laughs) And I'm sure there's people in my life who feel like that is extraordinarily untrue. But in this case, when it comes to yoga and this fake it till you make it when you're teaching for me thing, these these bodies, these humans, these beings, they showed up to take a class and I'm there to teach it. But it's not my class. I'm not taking the class. So it becomes about them. And that is how um, I, I really did learn that it's okay to pretend a little, I guess. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. A lot of these things are things that I feel like people have heard and said to you over and over and over again. But it's just, ugh, it's just true. It's, it's, there's unequivocal facts <laughs> that maybe don't make sense until you put them into action. But they're there for a reason. And you may not find it works for you. You may just be like, nope, that is not going to happen. It's like, really, I should be meditating every day. (laughs) For whatever reason, it's an extraordinarily difficult thing for me to do. And it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right for me. No, it does feel right for me. Getting in a pool putting on my goggles and just going and that's what makes the the thoughts stop for me so the same way that yoga doesn't have to happen in a yoga studio or on your mat the same way you can take your breath outside that space is the same way that you can choose where you fake it till you make it. (laughs) Wow. Sometimes I amaze myself with where I go. And a lot of times I forget what I'm saying along the way. And I'll probably stop recording at some point and then be like, damn, that's, that was the point I was trying to make. Um, if we ever hang out in person, (laughs) you will find that happens a lot. It's like three hours later, I'm like, oh, right. That's what I was trying to say with that story that went off tangentially into four other stories. But we, we'll get there. We got there eventually. Um, yeah, the last, last two weeks with the launch of this podcast and just really trying to like 
move through my life and get stuff done and be productive, but also soak up the summer heat and sunshine have been really interesting. And I've had some really good conversations with friends along the way, just about their lives and my lives and state of the world. Um, But the one about insecurity and it not being attractive to be insecure because I was comparing myself to someone else just really fucking hit home and I'm going to say this now and asterisk footnote end note whatever um as I talk (laughs) nothing I say is gospel even for myself and I could change what I think or say or feel two, three, ten, fifteen hundred episodes down the line. And I reserve that right. <laughs> so bear with me. And if I say something that resonates, great. And if it doesn't, cool. But my response to that was I don't need to be attractive all the time. And but insecurity isn't inherently unattractive. Owning it, being aware of it, finding solutions to it, having conversations about it, being vulnerable, letting yourself just be and sit in it if there isn't a solution that you can come to in that moment it's attractive and it's beautiful and I'm going to start crying because I feel this in my bones. I think this is why I can sometimes get into trouble with toxic people in my life because I can see and feel and be in other people's insecurities and still like them and love them and want to be around them. So own them. Step into them. Put on that skin that makes you feel so insecure and just be with it. If there is something that you feel like would be a positive change for you, not because society said so, but for you, make a small step and then give yourself props. And then maybe talk to your best friend or your mom or your partner or your fucking cat. <laughs> I talk to Bob and a lot about these things. Sometimes she listens really well and sometimes she doesn't. Um, but yeah, you don't have to be attractive all the time. But simultaneously, your insecurities do not make you unattractive.
and I'm going to use, I'm going to try and use those terms as different things than beauty because we are trained in a lot of ways in regards to what we're attracted to and what we should be averse to. Even if we think they're beautiful, we can still be averse to them and shy away from them. And that can be really damaging to ourselves. And if it's people, the people that we are um, putting into those boxes. So you are beautiful. And that is from your toes to your top of head, fingertip to fingertip. That is in your core being that is through all of your bodies I think there's seven (laughs) don't quote me on it it's not my forte but energetically physically spiritually you are fucking gorgeous so anyone who says to you that you are not attractive for being insecure about something fuck that just fuck that that being said we can all get caught up and it's the obsessiveness and it's the comparison and it's the not being in it and finding an action or just being in it and owning it and accepting that in that moment or moments or year, or life, that that's just a part of us. Um, you know, it's not, it's not going away, and they're going to change, and there are things I've been insecure about my whole life, and there are things that I get insecure about because it's situational. So just starting to recognize those patterns, and when, when we compare... And how much that impacts our energy and our productivity. (laughs) And you don't have to be productive to do things. But I just mean like even the ability to nourish our bodies with food. Um, Or have that glass of wine at dinner or celebrate your friend's birthday whether it's at their house with people you've never met or in a social social situation that maybe makes you feel anxious and doubting and you go and you're like fuck I didn't wear the right clothes and my hair is a mess because I'm coming from work it's just starting to take those steps back Obviously, this is um, a big part of the root cause of insecurity. And it happens and it's, you know, I touched on it. Fucking keeping up with the Joneses that like grass is always greener shit. We're doing it all the time and we're being exposed to it all the time. 
Because if you feel insecure or you feel like you need to keep up with something, you're going to pour money into things that you don't necessarily need to fill those gaps. And then you can get insecure with your finances. (laughs) So you just take care of you. Know that you're beautiful. If you hear this, I honestly am saying it to you. You are fucking beautiful. And it's wild to me how many plays the first episode got to the point where, yeah, I cried over it. And yeah, I cry a lot. And I cry when I'm happy. And I cry when I'm sad. And I cry when I'm angry. I just feel a lot of things. And uh, I... I'm still really just trying to lead from a place of love. I think I'm done talking for the moment. Who fucking knows what happens when I stop recording? The best thing is I can just start up again (laughs) if I feel that need and desire. If it works for you or you want to do it and I have no idea how this will actually sound and also I really hope that the buzzing the big buzzing was my refrigerator and I'm just gonna have to podcast from my bed which oh shucks (laughs) um I hope that's what that was so this is a little bit clearer for you this week if not I'm still working on it if you have tips tricks and you want to help a help a girl out. I am open. If you want to just email me, it's this insecure life pod at gmail.com. Um, whether you want it read on air or if you send a voicemail, maybe I'll be able to figure out how to integrate that. Or if you just want to connect, if you just want to talk or if you need a friend, please reach out. All right. Keep bleeding with love. And if you want to feel free to take a really big breath with me. Breathe in and let it out. Bye, guys. We'll chat again soon.